Push record. Here we go. Okay, so today is Daf Yudalid. We start at the bottom, the Mishnah at the bottom of Yud Gimel Amid Beis. Okay, so from here on, it gets a little bit easier, um, and it's not as technical as it was, you know, previously with the sizing of the Mavli. So Hakayra Amru, the Kaira that they talked about in the in the previous Mishnah, has to be wide enough to hold a brick. Now the bricks, standard half a brick. The standard bricks in the Mishnah were three by three, so a half a brick is three by one. Is three by one and a half. So a half brick is uh, a half of a three tefach brick. So therefore, uh, realistically speaking, the kaira only needs to be a tefach wide. In order to hold the half brick by its width. Okay. So and the gemara will 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 say I. But if it's only one tefach, then the brick is sticking out on the sides. Uh, it has to be wide enough to hold it and strong enough to hold it, meaning the material has to also be thick enough and strong enough to hold the brick. No, it doesn't have to be strong enough. Therefore, if it was made of straw or reeds, which obviously can't hold the brick, you evaluate it as if that's whatever size the straw kaira is, you view it as if it was metal, would that would a metal of that shape hold the brick? And and if it would, it's okay. Akuma if it's bent, you have the picture bent. I sent it in the uh, in the pictures tonight. So in the first uh, set of pictures you have bent. I'm just finding it in my book. Okay, so you have bent, uh, that's at the top picture one hundred is bent. You view it as if it's straight. Um, agula, if it's round, which is picture 101. You look at it like it's like, I'm sorry, you look at it like it's square. And, uh, okay. Then the Mishnah tells us just a mathematical, uh, a mathematical equation that when you have a circumference of three, uh, of three tefachim, it's a width of a tefach, meaning the ratio of circumference to diameter is going to be three to one. Right, which is the famous pi r squared. So the Gemara is going to say, but but pi r squared, fine, is the radius squared. That's the diameter, but times pi, pi is 3.1 whatever. So the Gemara is going to say that there's a little bit of 0.1417 whatever, you know, the, the irrational portion of pi is, that is going to, uh, is, is not exactly 3 to 1. So the Gemara will deal with that. Okay. Zakti Gemara, tefach is a tefach enough, right? So this is the first kasha I said that the Gemara was going to deal with. How is a tefach enough if the brick is a tefach and a half? Tefach maxaboy should be a tefach and a half. The Gemara says no. Came in the rock of a kabel tefach. Once the kaira is wide enough to hold the tefach of the brick, you could have a quarter of a tefach on one side and a quarter of a tefach on the other side where you'll smear with cement. Mashum haigis, mashum haigis, a little bit on this side, a little bit on that side. So the brick, in theory, would be supported by a smear of a quarter tefach thick of cement on either side. The kaima, in that way, the brick would remain in position, and that's why a one tefach wide kaira is enough to hold a one and a half tefach wide brick. Okay. Amrava Barafuna, kaira shamru, the kaira that they talked about, right? Like the Tanakhama said, it has to be strong enough to hold a half brick. But the supports, so supports are talking about. The kaira is now sitting on pegs. We had this case where the kaira doesn't actually rest on top of the on top of the uh, uh, um, mavoi walls, but rather rests on pegs. The pegs do not have to be strong enough to hold the kaira and the half brick. They only have to be strong enough to hold the kaira. 
For Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda says because, and, and the, the Svara is that it's the Kaira that is the reminder not to carry past past the Mavoi. So whether or not the the pegs that hold the Mavoi, the hold the Kaira, are, are strong enough to hold the brick is irrelevant as long as the Kaira itself is strong enough. However, Rav Chizda Amar no Echadzev Echadzev Tzrichin Shiyubirin the Kabel Kaira very even the pegs that hold the Kaira have to be strong enough to hold the Kaira and the half brick. Um, and that's again. He holds that that would be necessary in order to have that reminder, uh, you know, not to carry. If you put the kaira here, you didn't put it on, on on pegs, but you put it on top of the mavoi itself. And then you draped over it a mat, a mat of, of reeds. So over the kaira. So now it's almost like think of a laundry line, right? Uh, when you, when someone hangs laundry, you have the rope, and hanging over the rope is the actual laundry. So that's what they did. They used the kaira as a laundry line. So this reed of mats is hanging over the kaira. So you no longer see the kaira. You just see the mat hanging down, and the It's three or more tefachim off the ground. So. The, if it was within three tefachim of the ground, you'd say lavud, and you have a good mechitza. But because it's more than three tefachim off the ground, you can't say lavud. So kaira ain kan, mechitza ain kan. You don't have a kaira, you don't have a, a, a you don't have a kaira, and you also don't have a mechitza. Kaira ain kan to mikasia. You don't have the kaira because you can't see it. You can't see it. It's not a good reminder. The mat is covering it. And mechitza ain kan, and the mat doesn't make a mechitza because the havila mechitza shagidayim baikimba. It's a mechitza that a young goat could pass through and we're going to continuously come back to this concept both here in Erevin as well as in, in Masech the Sukkah which is a, a, if a young goat can pass through what you set up as a mechitza, then it's going to be a, it's not going to be considered a mechitza. So here, if it's more than three tefachim off the ground, the goat can go through it. It's not a valid mechitza, okay? And therefore, it, it, you 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 would have to remove the mat or lower the mat so it's closer to the ground. If you have a kaira that comes out of one wall, the but it doesn't touch the opposite side. Or you have two kairas that. Uh, and they sort of meet in the middle but they don't touch each other so in the first case you have a, 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 a kaira coming out from one side and it's going all the way to the other side but, it's, but, it, but it stops just short of the other wall and here you have kairas coming off from either side and they're meeting in the middle but they're not touching there's, they're, they're, there's room between them so then it depends if the gap between the two kairas or the kaira in the wall is less than three tfachim, no problem you don't need another kaira. Lavut says that you treat it as if it's connected. If it's three or more, then you're getting another kaira. Who always says that Lavut is not three tfachim, but Lavut is up to four tfachim. So then it depends. If it's less than four tfachim, you don't need another kaira. But if it's four tfachim or more, you're going to need another kaira. He holds a four, four. So the Gemara, so the, the question that we should be asking is how come in the previous case of the mat, we didn't bring down Rav Shem Gamliel, who holds it should be if the mat is within four tefachim of the ground, according to Rav Shem Gamliel. So the answer is that there's a difference when a goat can go through. Even Rav Shem Gamliel holds it's not a good mechitza. You can't say lavud when a goat can go through, and a goat can go through within three tefachim. So Rav Shem Gamliel cannot say lavud up to four tefachim when a goat can go through a certain mechitza. That's why he doesn't argue on the previous case of the mat. Okay. The Gemara goes weiter. If you have twin kairos over a a uh, entranceway, right? So this is picture picture uh, uh, one hundred two. 
So you have two kairos going over the entranceway. Neither one, so neither one of the two is able on its own to hold the half brick because it's not a tefach wide. But in, but together they are. If together they can hold the half brick, so meaning together, so each one's a half a tefach wide. Together they make up the full tefach that you need, and you could see in the picture 102 that they're holding up the the brick, the half brick rather. Then it's good. Then ain't zarchlo But if they're not strong enough to hold up the half the half uh, brick, you're gonna need a new Cairo, or rather you're gonna need to fill in whatever you're missing with the two small Kairos. You'll need another third small Kaira to combine to get to get you to be strong enough. If this these two Kairas could hold the brick lengthwise, okay? So meaning that it's going to... Where's the picture? Oh, so look in the art scroll now. That's why I want to know. You guys have the art scroll. Look in picture 12 in the art scroll. Okay? So they're spread apart so that they could hold the brick lengthwise. So not widthwise like we're used to seeing, but lengthwise. So then... Then... But if they can't support it lengthwise, then... So Shem Gamliel comes up with another workaround if you have smaller kairos of how it could still be okay. Now, now the next picture we're going to is picture thir- in note 13 of the art scroll. You have two kairos, but they're not on the same plane. One is higher than the other. You imagine the upper one is in the same, is lowered down. Or and you view the lower one as if it was raised up. And you view them as if they're on the same plane. And therefore, it's a, if they were on the same level, it would be it would be able to hold the half brick. Then you're gold. However, the upper one cannot be higher than twenty amas, and the lower one cannot be less than ten. Okay, which is the minimum and maximum heights for a kaira. Then you can view them as combined, even though they're not on the same plane. Now, Amar Bayabai said, "This is Rabbi Yosi Yehuda." Now his father was Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yehuda of our Mishnah. So, so Rabbi says, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Savala Kavua. He holds like his father, Rabbi Yehuda, Bechada, in one aspect. Upalagale Bechada. But Rabbi Yehuda argues with his father in one aspect. Remember, Rabbi Yehuda is the famous Rabbi Yehuda that we learned in the beginning of Erevin, who says it could be more than twenty amas. So, going to see here, his son says it can't be more than twenty amas. That's how he argues. But however, he's going to agree. We'll see in a second how he agrees. So Savala Kavoi agrees with his father, Bechadah de Islay Rayan, that we, he holds to the concept of Rayan. Now, Rayan was, the Rabbi Yehuda said, that you can use straw. Remember, in our mission that we just had, Rabbi Yehuda said you could use straw. And Rayan, you view the straw that if the, it was made out of metal and could hold a brick, you're okay. So that's the Rayan that he agrees to his father. But Upalagale Bechadah, argues with his father, because the Rabbi Yehuda, Savala Maila Meyasrim, the Rabbi Yehuda's father held that higher than 20, is still a good, uh, it's still a valid kaira. However, Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi Yehuda says no. Sava It has to be within twenty amas. It's good. So he argues with him on the height of twenty amas, but he agrees with him the concept of Ryan that you view something in his in Rabbi Yisrael's case you view the two kairas as if they're on the same plane, whereas in Rabbi Yehuda said you view the straw kaira as if it was made out of metal. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda Back to now we quote this Rabbi Yehuda that we just referred to. That if it's wide enough, even if it's not strong enough. Now, Masnele Rabbi Yehuda Lechia Barav Kamei Rabbi Yehuda the Amaira 
taught this Mishnah to, to Rav's son Chia in front of Rav, and Rachva, he taught it, Rachva Afal Pishem Bria, like our version of the Mishnah, that wide enough, even if it's not strong enough. Rav corrected him, Amrle, he said to him, Asniya Rachava Ubriya, that you should teach it. The Rabbi Yehuda doesn't argue with the Tanakama, he agrees with the Tanakama. He also holds it has to be wide enough and strong enough, meaning that the, Rav told. Rabbi Yehuda teach it that there is no machlokas in our Mishnah. Everyone holds it has to be wide enough and strong enough. Now, Frek the Gemara, one second. If I'm a Rabbi Loi, I'm a Rav. But Rabbi Loi said in the name of Rav, the same Rav, that Rachva Arba Afapishena Bria. That if a Kaira is four Tvachim wide, then even if it's not strong enough to hold the half brick, it's good. So you see that it doesn't have to be strong enough. So Gemara says that's different. Till now we're talking about a kaira that's a tafach wide, but when a kaira is rachvar ba, when it's four tafachim wide, then it doesn't need to hold a brick. Then it's already considered shiny. Then it's different because that's significant enough again to remind the person not to carry outside of the mavoi. If it's only, if it's already four tafachim, it doesn't matter how strong it is. That's cons- considerable in terms of width to remind the person not to carry outside the mavoi. Now, how you kaja was made of straw or reeds. We look at it. It like it was made out of metal. My Kamash Malone, what is this teaching us? That we say Rayan, Hainu Hach, but he already said it. He said, it. if it's wide but not strong, then it's okay. So, what, what are you giving me more examples? Skumar says, No, I might say that even if it's too flimsy to hold a brick, but if it's made of the same material, so let's say it's made out of metal, but it's a very, very thin type of metal, like you used aluminum foil. So, aluminum foil is made out of metal, but it's such a thin, right? It's thin like, like, like paper that it could rip. But at least aluminum, the, the, the material, is in theory thick enough to hold a brick. But if you can use a material like straw, like reeds, like feathers, which is always going to collapse under the weight of a brick, and you don't say that it works and you view it as if it's made out of metal. Therefore, gives it, teaches you with these examples that you even view something that's not made out of metal that as if it was made out of metal. Akuma, then we said if it was bent, and we look at it like it was straight. This is picture, again, back to picture 100 in my pictures in the, from the book. So where it says, Pshita, it's obvious, right? If a, if a flimsy kaira that can't hold is good enough, then, then a, this is at least a strong kaira. The fact that it's on a slant, who cares? It's sufficiently strong enough if you would straighten it out, so of course it's good. Gemara says, Kamash Zera. I wanted it, Gemara wanted to teach you, the Mishnah rather, wanted to teach you Reb Zera's ruling. Dom Reb Zera, Reb Zera said, If the kaira is within the mavoi, but the bend of the kaira is outside, which is picture 104, if you look at picture 104 that I posted here, you see that it's bent outside the mavoi. So there it's bent outside the mavoi. And you might say, or if the kaira is within 20 amas, but the bend exceeds 20 amas. Or if the kaira is higher than 10 tfachim, but the bend is, with, is under 10 tfachim. Ryan, we look at it like this. If you would remove the bend, the area where it bends, okay? And if you look in the picture in the art scroll, that, that, that's, a good, that, that's also another example of what we're talking about. If you ignore the bend, the two parts before they bend, if if there is not less than, if there's a gap of less than three tvachim between before it starts to bend, so between here and here, before the bend, uh, in, in, rather in between the bend is less than three tvachim, and then you don't need another kaira. But vimlav, if there's more than three tvachim between the two straight parts before the bend, then you need another kaira because you view the bend as if it's not part of the kaira. So if you have less than three tvachim uh, between them, you could say love it. If you have more than three tvachim, you can't say love it. If you can't say love it, then you don't have a valid 
kaira. I know that because I know of lavud, right? So what do you? What's the chiddush? I know lavud works. Why do you need to teach me that? So Gemara says. I need it for the case of where the kaira is within the mavoi, but the bend is outside. Because if the bend is outside, you might have said, that even though technically you hold of lavoi, but maybe you shouldn't allow such a kaira, because people might mistakenly come to carry under the bend. The bend is outside of the mavoi, you're not allowed to carry there. So because of that, maybe we make a gzera that you can't carry anywhere under the kaira, because you might carry under the bend as well. that No, even where the bend juts out of the mavoi, it's okay to carry there. We're not worried that you're going to carry outside of the mavoi under the bend. Then agula right now is okay? So now we're going to get into the um, uh, uh, diameter of, uh, uh, to circumference of a circle. So if it's round, we look at it like it's square. So in fact, the Gemara hasulamali. First, the Gemara asks, why do I need to be taught this? Gemara says, say for I really, because again, if it's, it, it, it's, if we view a flimsy kaira as if it's strong, so here it's strong, it's just roundish. So the kaira it should be no worse. So Gemara says, Seifa Tzricha, I need it for the Seifa to teach you that that whatever has a circumference of three has a width of a tefah. Where do I know this? Now, the Gemara is not really asking, where do you know this? Because the Rosh says, just measure, measure a circle, measure a square, you'll figure it out. Rather, the Gemara, Tysus Arash says, a beautiful shot, he says, no, but if you measure, you're going to see the extra 3.1314, whatever, whatever the, again, the irrational portion of pi. So how do you know that you can round pi, rather, how do you know you can round the circumference to the diameter to 3 to 1? Maybe it should be 3.1.7 to 1. How do you know you can round it from, three, from pi down to, th- to, to, to 3? How do you know you could do that? So that's what the Gemara is saying. So, so now it's very nice. Now the Gemara has to say, how, what's the source that you could round from pi down to 3? Because the Pasuk says, by the Yam Shal Shlaimai. It says, that the Yam Shal Shlaimai was made of metal, cast metal. Ten amas from rim to rim. So this is the diameter is ten amas. All around circular. Five amas high. So, so far we have five amas high, ten amas uh, uh, diameter. And a circumference of 30 amas. So you see, 30 to 10. So that's where you get three to one. Okay, and you see here that the Mishnah is ra- not the Mishnah, the Pasuk rather is rounding from three to one. In fact, the Gemara So the Gemara now is asking. The Gemara assumes that the diameter is the inner part of the of the pool, the circular pool, but the circumference is the outer part. And you have the rim. You think of any bowl, right? The inside of the bowl is is less than the outside of the bowl. You're not measuring, unless you're going to measure the diameter to the outside of the bowl. So the Gemara thinks you're not, you don't have a good ratio here because the inside is 10 and the outside is 30. If you would measure the diameter to the outside, it would be more than 10. So that's the Gemara's kasha. The Gemara says, Amra Papa, Svasai, the rim was not a thick rim. Svas perach shayshan It says that the rim was like a lily flower, meaning it was like a petal of a flower which was flimsy thin. The ksiva of yoy tefach, it was a tefach thick. The thickness of the wall was a tefach. But the rim, meaning at the base, it was very, it was thick as the tefach. But it got thinner, thinner, thinner as it went up to the rim, to the point where the rim was as thin as a petal. It was fosay kemase 
Kais perach shoishan. Okay, as thin as the petal of a lily flower. Alpayim bas yachil. It could hold the pool. The Yamshel Shlomei held two thousand bas. We'll come back to this two thousand bas measurement. Meaning two thousand bas is how much water it could hold. Now frek the Gemara. Okay, so it wasn't a tefach thick. But vayika mashu. There was a mashu. Gemara says kika chashem igavayka chashev. Okay, fine. You're right. We weren't measuring the circumference from the outside and the diameter from the inside. We're measuring everything from the inside. So the diameter is on the inside ten. The circumference is on the inside 30, that's how you know, 3 to 1. So Tanya Rebchia said the following b'risa, the Yamshel Shlomai, Hayamachzik Meyavachamisha Mikvei Tarei, it could hold 150 mikvais. Okay? Michti, and let's do the math. Here's where we do the math. Mikvah Kamahavi, how much is a regular mikvah? His Abayim saw is 40 saw. Right, Kedetanya, where do we get 40 saw? Because the Pasuk says, Verachat says, Besarai Bamayim, right, that a person washes his body in water, and we say, Bamei Mikvah, in water that was gathered naturally. Kol Besarai, so Bamayim means Bamei Mikvah, Kol Besarai is Mayim Shakol Gufayoyle Behen. It has to be enough water to cover a person's body, which we say is, Vikamayim, how much is that? Amma Alama Barum Sholishamas. A, is three cubic amas, meaning it's an ama high by an ama wide by three cubic amas deep. Okay, so it's three, what, what we call three by one by one, which is three cubic amas. Okay, know that three cubic amas could hold 40 saw. Okay, so a person could fit in three cubic amas his whole body. How much water could fit in that to cover his whole body? 40 saw. Okay, but the point we want to remember here is that anytime we're going to calculate, we're going to do some math here. Anytime we're going to calculate, we're going to divide by three. What's three? The three cubic amas, which makes up a mikvah. So when we're going to come up with 100 amas, uh, 100 a saw, or we're going to come up with, uh, I'm sorry, 100 cubic amas or 300 cubic amas. We're always going to divide by three because three cubic amas makes one mikvah. Okay? So that's the math that you have to remember by now. Now, kama havaluhu. So now, again, the kasha that's on the table is, so, okay, so we know three cubic amas makes a regular mikvah. And we're saying now that there's 150 mikvahs in the Amshul Shloyma. How do we get to 150 mikvahs? So kama havaluhu. How many cubic amas are there all together in, the, in, a, in a pool? Chamesh mergamidi. There's 500 cubic amas. In Shlomo Melech's pool. Okay, 500 cubic amas. Now, listless maya maya, from the 300 cubic amas that's in the pool, you make three, 100 mikvahs, right? You take the 300 cubic amas, divide by three, because three amas makes a mikvah. So 300 cubic amas gives you 100 mikvahs. Because so far we got 100 mikvahs. Lima'ah, from another, from another 150. So out of 500 so far, 300 makes. 100 mikvahs. Now we're taking another 150. We're up to 450 now. So out of the next 150 divided by 3, what's 150 divided by 3? It's 50. So chamshin. So so far we got 150. The problem is we're at 450 and we got 150. There's supposed to be a total of 150 mikvahs. But you got another 50 cubic uh, amas of water in there in the Amshul Shlomer that we haven't accounted for yet. So that's already you, you, can't, you used 450 of the 500 and you already got to 150 50 mikvahs. So it seems like there's more than 150 mikvahs in the Amshel Shlomoy. Skamara says, Hani mili biribua. Yeah, in a square. In a square, which would hold 500 cubic amas, Yamshel Shlomoy, Ogol But Shlomoy Melchs was round. So a, a square 
if the Yamsha Shlomo was squared off, you'd have 500 cubic amas. Since it was round, you lost a little bit. That's how you got to your 450. Mechdi, now let's do the math. How do you get from 500 from square to 450 round? Kama Meruba Yasrael Eagle. How much does a square exceed a circle? Revia, a fourth. Now it's really a third, right? Because really, when you have, if a square is, let's say, four fourths, so three fourths is, is a, 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 the circle. Okay, so you lose. A, 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 you're adding on another third, but the reason why the Gemara calls it a quarter, excuse me, a quarter, is the Gemara always does a milavar, which means from the final product. So it's a quarter of a square is what you would take off to get to a circle. Even though the Gemara says, how much are you adding to a circle to get to a square? But the Gemara does the math the other way, okay? But the idea is, without confusing anyone here, the point is that a square is a quarter more, 25% more, than a circle. Now, from 400 of the original cubic amas, we reduce it by 400, uh, by, 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 by a fourth to 300. So 400 of the original 500. Take 400 of the original 500, reduce it by 25%. So 400, what's three-fourths of 400? 300, right? Three-fourths, three-quarters of 400 is 300. So 300, again, 300 would divide by our, our number three, because three cubic amas makes a mikvah. So 300 cubic amas in Shlomo Melech, Siyama Melech, so far, makes 100 mikvahs. And how much are we left with? Now, lima'ah, remember, we're reducing everything by a quarter. So we took 400 of the 500, and we got down to 100 mikvahs. Then lima'ah, as for mechamsha, from the remaining 100 amas, we make 25, because we reduce it by, a, I'm sorry, by reducing it by a quarter to 75, so reduce the remaining 100 down to 75. 75 divided by 3 is 25. So the original 400 over here reduced to 300 makes 100 mikvahs. Everyone follow that, I hope. And then the remaining 100 of the 500 reduce it by a quarter to 75. 75 divided by 3 is 25. So you have here basically 125 mikvahs. In fact, Gemara, that's only 125. Good. Yosef gave me a thumbs up. So that's 125. But again, we're supposed to get to 150. We're only at 125. So here I want you to take a look at picture number 106 that I sent you. And when you see the picture, you'll see right away what the Gemara is saying, which is basically that at the bottom, the lower three Amas was square. But, uh, but, uh, but the top two were round. So the idea is that basically between a combination of being somewhat square and somewhat round, that's how you got to 150. I don't really want to do the exact math because I myself got, got a little complicated, but just the idea is that there was a little bit more than 125 uh, amas that would fit in a circle because it was squared off at the bottom to allow for another 25 cubic amas. So at the end, of the, uh, uh, rather 25 mikvahs, rather 25 mikvahs. So you went from 125 mikvahs to 150 mikvahs that's how we got to 150 mikvahs. So the Gemara says now, Okay, good that you can't say the reverse, meaning you can't say that the top was square and the bottom was circular. This Because the Pasa clearly says that it was a round edge, right? The rim, was, it was the rim, which is the top part, was circular. How do you know that it was squared at the bottom? In other words, basically the Gemara is asking, what do we start this whole Gemara with? We started it with a, with a starting point, which was a given that Chia taught that it has 150 mikvahs. So the Gemara is asking, whoever said that it has 150 mikvahs? Where are you getting this, that it has 150 mikvahs? That you now have to say that it was square on the bottom and circular on top. Why did you back yourself into this corner? 
to the bar says, you shouldn't think that it ever held anything other than 150 mikvahs. Tixiv, because the Pasuk says, Remember I told you to remember about that 2,000 bas that was in that first uh, Pasuk? So it says 2,000 bas. Now bas, how much is a bas? This is the last math we're going to do. So try to hold cup. How much is a bas? Shalai son is three sa. Okay, three sa is one bas. How do you know three saws one bas? Because it says the bas is a maisa that you take from a core. Now a core is 30 saw. We always know that. A core is 30 saw. Now this is the maisa. This is a tenth of a core. What's a tenth of 30? It's three. Three times 10 is 30. So a tenth is a bas. So a bas is three saw because three saw is a tenth of a core. So now a bas is three saw. Now the havale hashite alfe grise. So there's 2,000 bas. 2,000 times 3, right? 3 saw is 6,000 saw. What's 6,000 saw? 6,000 divided by 150, uh, uh, 6,000 divided by 2,000. Now, what's the math? Hold on. Let me get the math right. Oh, a mikvah's 40 saw. That's the math. A mikvah's 40 saw. 6,000 divided by 40 saw is 150 mikvahs. That's the math, okay? So hopefully you guys got that. Now, I, but it says in Divriya Yom and Beis that it held 3,000 bas. So, what are you telling me, 2,000 bas? In Imalachim. Yeah, that's talking about the heap. Meaning, when you have liquids, it holds 2,000 bas. When you have solids, the solids always adds another third above the rim, right? Because you can pile solids up higher. That's how you learn from there. You can always add a third to a, a keli, when it, which holds a, a liquid, you can, a third, it can hold a third more of solids. We learned this in a Mishnah. If you have a box or a closet or a chest, a straw basket, a reed basket, or remember the pit in the ship that held water, right, which we said was very big. Even if it has a bottom and it could hold something, if it could hold 40 sub liquid, is the equivalent of two core of a dry substance, right? So if it could hold 40 sub liquid, another third is another 20. So 20, 40, 60. So if it could hold 40 saw of, of, of lach, of liquid, it could hold 60 saw of yavesh. Okay, so it's another third. And with that, we end off with the math. Let's do the next Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, the lachis that they talked about in the previous Mishnah, the height is at least 10 tfachim. So in order for a lachi to be kosher, it has to have at least 10 tfachim. The width and the thickness could be any thickness, even a kosher. Rabbi Yaisi says, no, Rachman tfachim has to be at least a Three tefachim uh, uh, thick. Now, so why are you using a lashon of lechayayin? Multiple lechis. It's mashma like Rebbe Lezer. Leima tanan stomach Rebbe Lezer. Like we're learning Rebbe Lezer. Damar lechayayin beinon. Remember, Rebbe Lezer says you always need two lechis. So if this mission is saying lechayayin shamru, the lechis, the multiple lechis that they talked about, sounds like he's holding like Rebbe Lezer that you always need multiple lechis on any mavoi. The Gemara says, no, what does it mean, lechayayin? Lechayayin da'alma means lechis out there. In other words, whenever we talk about lechis, this is what we, the measure that we mean. In fact, the Gemara, hachi, but you're not consistent. Because then in the last Mishnah, kaira nami nisni kairas. In the last Mishnah, you should have said, kaira shamru, right? Kairais shamru. You should have used the Lashon of kairais. 
You said hakairosh amru. So there you use singular. Here you use plural. You can't. You can't. You can't use that answer that we're talking about lechis and kairos in general because it does. It wouldn't fit with the previous mishnah. Gemara says enoch nami. You're right. My kairos kairos the alma. Kairos would mean kairos the alma. Gemara says hachikamer. This is what the mishnah means to me by by lechayin multiple lechis. Those lechis which the chumim and Rebelezer argued about that Rebelezer said you need two and the chum said you need one. That the height has to be ten tvachim, the width and the thickness could be any amount, meaning the Mishnah is saying whether you need one or two, they agree that it needs to be ten tvachim tall and a, and a mashahu thick. Okay? They're not arguing about the size, they're only arguing about how many you need. The Kama Koshu, how much is any? How much is any amount? If you look at even the string of a cloak, meaning as long as it's a minimal amount of substance, it's going to be okay. Now, Abraisa said, if you made a lechi for half of a mavoi, this is picture 107 in the pictures that I sent around. So basically, it's a regular mavoi, but you just put the lechi halfway inside the mavoi. You only, you, uh, if, uh, halfway through the mavoi, you put the lechi, okay? If you guys can see the picture, 107. So, so, so the Gemara says, You only have half of the Mavi up to where the Lechi is. <laughs> of course not. Wherever you put the Lechi, that's where you can carry until. No, he means that you, you at least have half the Mavi, meaning don't think that you don't get half of the Mavi because we might be worried. Don't say, what, what might you think to say? You might think to say, oh, maybe we shouldn't let you carry in the back half of the Mavi because you might come to carry in the front half. So the Gemara is saying, don't say that. Why would you think that, that the front half of the Mavi is the back half? Because you might have said that we should be worried that maybe you might come to use the whole thing. The Bryce is teaching you that you don't have to worry about that. That if you put a lechi halfway inside a mavoi, you at least get from the back of the mavoi up to where the lechi is. Rama Rava. Also lechi in the mavoi. If somebody made a lechi for the mavoi in the regular spot, but but he raised it three tvachim off the ground. This is picture 108. Okay, the bottom picture 108. So it's three tefachim off the ground. Picture 109, the next picture at the top, is he, he, it's distance of three tefachim from the sidewall. You did nothing. It's not valid. Now we feel Reb Shimon Gamliel, even according to Reb Shimon Gamliel, Lavud normally says Lavud That's up when a kaira is high. And you don't have to worry about a kid goat being able to go through it when it's certain height off the ground. Avlamata, when you're talking about a, a lechi connecting to a wall or connecting to the ground, since a kid goat could go through it, it's not a val mechitza, it's not a val mechitza, like Carmen, you can't say lavod. Reb Yaisi says the width has to be at least three tfachim. I'm Reb Yaisi, I'm a Rabbi Yehuda, I'm a Shmuel. Allah is not like not here by Lechis, and also not by Hilmi. Hilmi is the brine on Shabbos. We had a machoikis and Dav Kuf Ches in Shabbos. Whether you're allowed to make brine on Shabbos, the Chamim said you're allowed to do it in small amounts. Rabbi Yaisi said you're not allowed to even do it in small amounts because people might think, oh, you could do a malacha as long as you only do a little bit at a time. So, so he's saying that Allah is not like Rabbi Yaisi by that either. 
Behilmi Amrit Lon. In the case of Brian, now remember, Rabbi Yosef forgot his learning. So now Rabbi Yosef made a statement that the Allah is not like him in either case. So his Talmud tried to remind him, Behilmi Amrit Lon, fine, you told us about the Brian case, uh, Brian case but, but you never told us about Lechis, Rabbi Yosef. Are you sure that that's what you meant? So Rabbi Yosef said to him, hold on, what's different about the case of the Brian that the Chamim, that the Allah is, that the Chamim argue with him? In the case of Lechis, the Chamim argue with him also. So since we go with the majority opinion over there, we should go like the majority opinion over here as well. Amalei, but Rav Huna answered him, Shani Lechiyayim Rebbe Kavase. Lechi's different because Rebbe holds like Rebbe Yaisa. We saw that Rebbe said on Daf, Yud Beis, that you, a Lechi does need to be at least three Tfachim wide. So since Rebbe Yudha Nasi Paskin like Rebbe Yaisi, so maybe the Allah is like him. Rav Rechumei Masniach, Rav Rechumei taught it as follows, Am Rav Yehuda B'Rei Rav Shmuel Bar Shilat Shmishmei Rav, that it was Rav Yehuda who said in the name of Rav, Ein Allah Chak Rav Yosi, Loi V'Hilmi Loi B'Chayayim, the Allah is not like Rav Yosi, not by the Brian case and not by the Lechis, Amru Lei Amrit, so somebody who heard it, basically they were quoting this in Rav Yehuda's name, so somebody found Rav Yehuda on the street, he said, did you say this, right? Like happens nowadays. When people say in the Rav's name that the Rav said a certain psaq. So when you call up the Rav, what does the Rav say? I never said it. So however, Rav, Rav got up and said, oh, Kim, I swear in God's name, Amara, that he did say it. So here, and we learned it from him. So my time of Kahada, basically, says he retracted. Why did he retract? Because Rabbi Yaisi, he retracted from saying that Allah is not like Rabbi Yaisi because Gemara says in Gittin that Rabbi Yaisi always has good logic. If you, if you guys learned the Gemara over Shabbos, we talked about Rabbi Akiva's logic. He was always able to argue both sides of a Machloikas, and Rabbi Meir did that as well. So Gemara now talks about Rabbi Yaisi's logic. He always made sense. He always was logical, and his reasoning was very logical, and therefore, that's what Gemara means. And I hope that Allah should go like him, even when he argues with the Chachamim. What's the Allah with regarding the width of a lechi? Do we follow Rabbi Yossi or not? Go look and see what people do. People use a lechi of any width, and therefore the Allah is not like Rabbi Yossi. Some say that when Abaye said, go out and look what people do, he wasn't talking about lechi's case. He was talking about a different Mishnah. If somebody drinks water to, for thirst, not for the... Not for taste, but for thirst. He still says a shahakol. No, he makes a barin of fashos rabbis for chesron. He makes a, a barin of fashos before. We're talking about a bracha rishayna. Tarfin says you make a barin of fashos, uh, and uh, the Tanakhama says you say shahakol. So Amalei Ravchan Labaye. So that was when Ravchan said Labaye Hilchsamai Watz Talacha. Should you make a bar of fashas or a shahakol? Amalei Puchazi Mayamadava. Go see what people do. People make a shahakol first and a bar of fashas second, and that's what the halacha is like. Shkoyach.